Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet team referee, Dave Keener. Try it again. What? 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 Try what, it again. What? 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 what, what no, do you no, want me try it again. Why do you want me to try it again? Try it again. Okay. Welcome, everybody, better. to... What? Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. Okay, I can do it better. Watch this. No, no, no. We're keeping up with... Ladies and gentlemen, no, 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 I don't feel it right now. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet T-referee, Dave Keener. Hey, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? And we have our Benner, Bennett, Bennett factor, factor, Brian Bennett. Hello. Okay. And we, we don't want to talk to him. In our no, no. He, he he's done. He's done. Now. He just said hello. He's hey. Done. What? So on today's show. On today's show. What, what have we got? Someone who was oh, on. Are you going to keep on saying no, someone no, who, no. like, this on guy. On NXT. Oh. Saw him on NXT not you, that long you saw, ago. You saw him on NXT? Oh, yep. That's cool. Got Mr. Everything. Victor Andrews. Hello, Victor. <laughs> hello, hello. What's going on, guys? Yeah. I was almost thinking, did we lose him? I'm like, shit. Did we lose him? <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> I had to make your heart pound just a little bit. Like you said, the anticipation of me coming into the radio show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Did you like our entrance? He, he screwed up everything. I didn't screw up anything. Shut up. Oh. It, it was amazing. <laughs> Okay. It was an amazing. Was it show. everything? I see what you did there. It was. It, it was everything. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I I I want to I want to start off a question before we start the show. Um. I am. I really care about um the world of wrestling. I care about the fans' safety. Um. Wrestler safety. Promoters. I've been doing it too long not to enjoy what I do. Do you think? Wrestling should have background checks. Yes, yes, that is a great question to start with. Yes, yes, please, because it's it's ridiculous what we're going through right now with all these guys coming up with all these charges. And yes, yes, if we can do that immediately, because I would hate to be in a ring with somebody and just find out that they've done something that is not yeah. not very not uh you know yeah 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 let's <laughs> yeah let's do background checks on everybody. Yes, please. Yeah, like um, that just happened in Jersey, and somebody came out and like if he didn't lie and told everybody what he did, and he's trying to change his life. I think I've been okay with it, but he lied and hid everything, and that's why I consider having background checks. Yeah, I mean, and it, and, and it also happened in Alabama. Then um, it's crazy because the guy that it happened to, I know him. Like I, I spoke to him, I worked for him. Um, I've been on the phone with this guy. You know, we always check up with each other, see how each other's family is doing. So when this news came out, like I was like, um, yeah, you just don't know, you just don't know people anymore. Oh no, and it's, it's sad because we're we're in the industry where we're around kids and adults and women and you know things of that nature. And I bring my son. He's my manager. He's five years old. So he goes with me on the road to these shows and in the locker room. And a lot of times, like, I don't have to worry about anybody doing anything to him because everybody's like, yo, that's Victor Andrews' son. Make sure he's good. Make sure he's safe. Nobody touches him. Nobody bothers him. And I never had to worry about him. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, yo, I don't know anymore. Like, I just don't know who's who. Like, everybody's like, oh, I watch him. I'm like, nah, he, he's good. He's going to go with me to the ring or he's going to stand ringside. You know, it's, it's crazy right now. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that freak me out. Like, I think, um, like, some shows, like, women in the locker room and all that, I think they need to be treated right 
And and there's a lot of promoters don't treat the women wrestlers right. And it's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, what is wrong with this business? And, like, I'm a child growing up watching it thinking everything was great watching it. But hearing all this news about all this craziness, and it's like, what is going on? Why are we in this world treating people like crap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we got enough crap going on already with coronavirus vaccines and, you know, this and that and you know, there's so much that's going on in this planet that we don't need anything extra let alone something that's supposed to bring unity like that's what professional wrestling is we bring unity like we, we make people forget their lives from the day to day and come in and just forget everything that's going on all the stress and all the things that they got to worry about at home and just come and enjoy themselves and have fun like that's what professional wrestling is supposed to be doing not worrying about oh if I go to this show you know I gotta watch my child when they go to the bathroom mm-hmm. because I heard this but I heard that like that should not be an issue well i'm glad people are speaking out about it now and there shouldn't be any repercussions for those people no like wrestling should speak out and people should be safe i'm talking about everybody um fans wrestlers whoever like if if there's a guy that's molesting kids i don't want him near me i don't want to be near there and harp and then they join in and i'm like oh gosh come on people do your own chance. Don't join mine and make original. <laughs> I do original chance. You're the heat starter, so. I am the heat starter. I am a good yeah. heat starter. Yeah. I, 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 I use different things, different chance. Where's your pockets? <laughs> Where's your pockets? There was a guy that had, like, tights that had pockets in the back, and, and they're not real pockets, and I was like, check his pockets. Right. <laughs> Where's your water? <laughs> Where's your water? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I do different chants. And I'm going to bring in the um, the chant question. I don't know if it's on the list. No, it's not on the list, but I'm going to bring it in there because we brought up chants. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite chant from a fan that you heard out there when you're in the ring? Well, I think the best one that I've gotten was the New Day chant. Um, <laughs> when I used to have my dreadlocks, everybody thought I was Coffee Kingston. Oh, my um, gosh, really? Yeah, yeah, so that would get the new day. Yes, yes. <laughs> and actually, I was at the uh, the ECW arena working with uh, Ring of Honor one one time in uh, let me say 2017, maybe earlier than that. That was you. And yeah, and so I, I, was I think I was the new day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like. I was working with the ring crew. Okay. And at one point during the show, you know, they were throwing the streamers. Yes. And one of the streamers happened to get attached to the, the ceiling light over the ring. Okay. And, you know, those lights get really hot. So they was worried about the streamer catching fire. Huh. So they was like, yo, we got to get somebody up there to get that streamer down. We, we got to get somebody to get that down. And it was like, yo, we, we they scaring around and around. I was like, yo, I do it. Don't worry about it. You got a ladder? And like, yeah, I do it. They said, okay, we got a guy. He's going to go up and get, and get it as soon as we finish this match. And we have a break. So they was like, all right, cool. And I'm climbing the ladder. And then they're chanting New Day Rock as I'm going up this ladder. And, like, this is fresh New Day on WWE, you know, just getting hot and everything. So as I'm climbing the ladder, that's all I heard the entire time. And then I got to the top of the ladder. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and by the time I pulled the ribbon down, the entire arena just went crazy as if that was the biggest pop 
of the entire night. Like, you got all these great matches going on, and that was the biggest pop for them for the entire night. And then, of course, you know, being that they was cheering and clapping, uh, that was when Steve Carino was still working there, and he was my uh, he was my mentor, and he was one to help me get on the show. So he was saying there, and he was like, yo, you got to give him something. So I gave him the, the boom, boom, boom clap. <laughs> just, uh, to, just to put it over a little bit. So they, yeah. they really enjoyed that. And in fact, um, uh, what's his name? Dewey Foley actually put it over on Twitter saying that um, he can't believe that in this day and age that people still think that all black people look alike. <laughs> and oh. he would never think that he would get a New Day chant in the middle of an ECW arena. So it was, it was hilarious. It was respectful, so it was hilarious. Yeah. No, Steve's a good guy. I've known Steve too long now. But they're wrong, man. All white people look alike. Get that right. You look nothing <laughs> like George. No, not George. George is not white. He's um like... um Pale? No, he's... More um, beardish? No, he's dirtish. Okay. He's like he's like the character from um, Peanuts. All the dirt all pig around. Pigpen? Yeah, pigpen. That's it. Oh and, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like dust comes off him. It's it's crazy. It's like poof, poof. Yeah. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I hate it when everybody thinks everybody looks alike. And then I, I mean, hate so, like I hate a lot of things. And I I'm working in Jersey and um kids using the N word and all that. And I'm like, mm. excuse me, please don't use that word. I think that's disrespectful yeah. of calling people that. You oh, know what? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, when you're done, I want to bring that up. Okay, I'm just putting this out there. Good. And like, I'm. It's like people calling German people Nazis. It's not right to call people names. Like or, it's or, rude. Yeah. Because you're British descent, or me calling you a limey. Don't don't do that. No. No, no. I'm just saying. Dude, it's just saying. Yeah, it's it's rude. Like right. Be respectful. If you don't know their name, say dude. I, I call everybody dude. Hey that's, dude, what's up? Hey, neutral, I, I call know? I call everybody no. brother. And like it's like, hey dude, hey sweetheart, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I use these words, you know what I mean? If you don't know mm-hmm. names, just just go, Hey, how you doing? Right. Hope they have a name badge and then you can go, Hey, how you doing, John? How you have a good like day? My name is. I always read people's name badges when I see them, and like I use their name. It's just people don't know better. You know, this world is just ignorant. You know, to it these is. things. Well, you had talked about that. The the thing that happened at the Monster Factory a couple weeks ago, when somebody was chanting something, and Danny Cage, the Stop. owner pr- proprietor of Monster Factory Wrestling stopped the show and told the people that we're not having that here. Don't do that. No, we don't. We're human beings. We shouldn't look at each other as race. We you shouldn't look at people. I, I hear it all the time. Now, let me cut you off. We may look different on the outside, but we're all the same on the inside. We're human beings. Dude. Right. Like we're going to bleed right. at the same color. At the end of the day, we're all going to die exactly. the same way. Well, yeah, I, I, more or less, yeah. 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 We're going we're yeah. to be in the ground. Or we're gonna... <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. You know what I mean? That's right. what we are. You know what I mean? We came out the same way. We're going to end the same way. Yeah. I, I, I love That'd be weird to go back in. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I love Coach Cage. He, he's very a very stand-up guy. Like he's all about you know equality, and he don't put up with no kind of crap, either from the fans or the guys. So yeah, Coach Danny. Last night I heard a fan say something, but it didn't go loud enough, and I turned to Brian. Oh right there, yeah, we heard it. And I'm like, dude, that was racist. I don't know how to like say to this old guy that that wasn't cool. But I'm gonna like nobody heard it, so. Did they say like send him back to Asia or something like that or? 
<laughs> Something that was like similar that. to what was said at uh, Monster Factory. Yeah, the, yeah. It, I it, was, it was a guy sitting di- diagonally in front of us, and me and DB heard him. It was, and DB just looks at me. He's like, "Did you hear that?" Red jacket. Oh yes, guy. it I was an old so. guy. Yeah, Red jacket. It was yeah, an older gentleman. Talking. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know what to say to him because I don't know. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, okay, I'm just gonna start screaming. Like, where do we go from here? Yeah, it was just weird. Like, <laughs> I didn't. Thank goodness nobody heard it. So. Right. But it's like Redneck Central down there anyway, in Marydale. <laughs> I mean, we're on the border of Maryland, so. And that's pretty much MCW yeah. country. I, I didn't know if I was going to, like, come home with a flag with um, good old boys. And and going home in uh, Steve Chaz's car. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I hope the sheriff doesn't pull us over. <laughs> no offense, Steve. Yeah, right. Steve has the, uh, generally. <laughs> so... Sorry that uh, we went that far and yeah, we went off a little track there, but oh, yeah. big time. But Victor, let's go back a little bit and can you tell us like who you were trained by and your origin story? Yeah, uh, so I actually started out in New Jersey. I was I trained under Lady Lee down in Ace Pro <laughs> Wrestling in Union City, New Jersey, and uh, guys like uh, Jay Lee actually came out of that school. Oh my so gosh, that's so I, awesome! I was to, Sorry. Yeah, I had a, I was going to meet him very early in my training like i was probably a couple of weeks in and he just happened to be in town visiting his mom he came by the school got in the ring with me didn't introduce himself just started chain wrestling with me and like with me being very fresh and new i didn't know what i was doing i was like i'm just gonna go with it and you know whatever happens when it happens when i'm just gonna be very loose and just move around with this man and uh it was it was very cool it was a very awesome experience um to this day now i still talk with jay every now and then you know i text him sometimes i send him some of my matches get some reviews from him you know, just check up with him and the family and stuff like that. Um, How's he doing? I'm, I'm the biggest mark. He's doing good. Okay, that's good. He's, he's, yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. He's, uh, you know, staying safe. You know, he's very particular about it because, you know, his mom uh, lives in Jersey. So yeah. he's very, like, very strict about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I moved to North Carolina, I got linked up with C.W. Anderson. Then has been training under him. And then, you know, me and him, we, we're like brothers, like really tight. Like we go back and forth training each other. I come in and I'll show him some new stuff or some workouts, stuff like that. Or he'll come in and he'll show me some new things, stuff like that. So, you know, one of the things that one of our mantras in the school is you never stop learning. And then you can learn something from anybody. So we always go in and, and teach each other something new, something different. I show him some of my boxing background, some of my MMA stuff and then he shows me you know this man got like 30 years of, of knowledge up under him so i always learned like some of the old school stuff and things like that so that's kind of like how i started and it's been like 12 years this coming september so i i, I really want to say something right now so dave keener right here origin story is crazy because his brother was an ecw referee my brother's mike keener yes yes i know right yes. yeah so <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because I worked for ECWA Reffing and I went to the Monster Factory one day and we were doing a little training thing with CW. And then we went and had lunch. It was me, CW, um, Bobby of Robin Bobby, Bobby Shields, um, mm-hmm. and Missy Sampson and my brother. And we all went and had lunch together. And just to sit there and have a really cool conversation with CW was pretty awesome. And it was nice to yeah. have a meal with somebody who's been up that road. But it's it's so cool because you had to see Dave's eyes. His eyes, like, lit up when you kept on saying Steve Carino and, and C.W. Anderson just because he knows them guys. He's like, oh, my gosh, I know them. I know them. 
Hey, Dave, I know them. <laughs> it's, some, of, some of the funniest stories are with Steve. So, and uh, very proud and congratulatory of everything his son is doing as well. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Kobe. Kobe's right. awesome. And I mean, That's Kobe reminds me. Fight all the time. Right. Kobe reminds me of Steve when Steve was that age. Yes, yes. Like a complete carbon copy, right? Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's. It's great to see everybody wrestling. I'm happy. When you come on this show, you become part of the family. Like, if you're stuck on 95 or something in Delaware, PA, I'll come out and help you out. New Jersey's not in there anyway, right? No, I have to go, like, pay a toll. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like a brotherhood. Kidding about that. I will come to Jersey if I'm in Jersey and help somebody out. If you're in New Jersey. If I'm in New Jersey. But what if you're not in New Jersey? I don't know. I work in Jersey. So I'm always in Jersey. Okay. I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> and I mean it too, man. Like, you got Dave's number. You can call him anytime or 3 o'clock in the morning. Anytime you want because that brings out the words ribs and pranks because that's okay. my favorite thing in the world. Here comes the gang girl story. So Dave told me a story when we started doing this. I had an old podcast host named Fran. And we're like, oh, let's try do interviews. This will be awesome. And let's let's see what kind of um story Dave will give us. He comes Hey, me and Mike were driving down the road. This was back when uh, Premier Wrestling Federation was around. He's like, we had Gangrel in the back seat. Gangrel fell asleep. And I'm like, and? Guess not. He fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that was, and I just went around telling people the story. So people. Here we are five years later. And people asking him questions about the Gangrel falling asleep questions. It's funny. At least he woke back up. Hey, hey, guess what? (laughs) I fell asleep on the ride home too. So, ha ha. Oh, darn it, he had his shoes on, too. Damn, you, what kind of shoes did he have? No, you. Oh, yeah, I could have scribbled on you. Right. I, I don't wear shoes. Flip-flops or yeah, shoes. So you had something on your feet. If your feet are covered, you're fair game. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I am all about friendly pranks, ribs. Do you have any um, pranks or ribs that you would love to tell us? too many. Oh, man. Uh, I actually don't. Oh. Uh, actually, no. I have one. Okay. I do have one. We got one. So, uh, when I did NXT, um, it was my very first time there. Very first time doing anything with WWE. So, I went down there and they had me working a match with uh, Heavy Machinery. It was me and Lars Sullivan tagged up against Heavy Machinery. And so, the match went on. Went great. Everything was done. Lars did his thing. He beat me up. Laid me out in the middle of the ring. Mind you, this is my very first time there. Never met anybody like this before. So, I'm in the ring. The referees come and and carry me out the ring. They start carrying me to the back. As we're walking to the back, one of the referees starts to try to tickle me. <laughs> and I'm holding my head down. Now, mind you, I just got wasted by freaking huge behind Lars Sullivan, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, this dude just really just demolished me. So I'm, like, selling this on the way out of the, out of the arena. Fans are looking at me. Cameras are still on. So I'm trying to, like, just be... I'm, I want a job. I want to... <laughs> I want to get signs. I want to make sure I'm doing everything correct and on point and just as perfect as I can. And one of the referees started to try to start tickling me. But as I had my head down, I whispered. I was like, well, is somebody trying to tickle me? Or are they trying to, like, grab my ribs or something? So the guy was like, yeah, you're not ticklish? I was like, no. He was like, dang. <laughs> I was trying to get you to laugh and great character in front of the fans before we got to the back. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Rip, rip the new guy. All right. That's that's cool. Well, you gonna do That's me cool. like that? My very first time here. Right. I, I I didn't expect something like that, but that being my very first time there, and that was it was amazing. I want to say, don't quote me. I want to say it was Tom Cap. I want to say it was him. He, he, 
if you ever look at his Facebook page, he looked like the type of person that do some ribs and jokes. I want to <laughs> say it was Tom, but I, I don't quote me on that. Gotcha, gotcha. But I, I, I enjoy that stuff. I always um, tell Dave I'm at his door at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I really am, and waking him up early on a Sunday. <laughs> as long as you bring breakfast. So speaking of your time in NXT, how was the catering there? So NXT does not have catering. What? How um, dare they not have time, catering for the young guys? Wow. Now, yeah, at, at the no time that I went, they didn't have catering. They had, you know, you, you had to bring like your little snacks and stuff like that. No, so that was like very early NXT. Um, but however, Raw and SmackDown have the best catering I have ever seen, okay? Jericho now, quote. I don't eat a lot of things. I'm very particular in what I eat. Mm-hmm. They had every. They had cereal. They had sandwich meat. They had all kinds of bread. They had cooked food. They had all kinds of milk and sodas and juices. And I, it was like a smorgasbord of just food. And it just went from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock that evening. So it was like 12 hours of just food constantly there. And I was like, yo. So what did they do with the extra food? Tonight, you, you could get it to go play and take it home if you wanted to. Oh, I was wondering if they like donated it to, to people or anything. Well, that's what happened last yeah. night. They're like, take home the extra food. I'm like, okay, why? The so promoter's wife's like, well, if you don't take it, we're going to throw it out. I'm like, give me a bag. That's exactly what they say. If the guys don't take it, we're just going to throw it away. So. Right. I'm like, give me a bag. I'll take it home and eat it. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was amazing. I, I looked at the family. I'm like, there's like hoagies the, in the fridge. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, they used to say, don't don't eat the food. You know, let the wrestlers eat first. Nah. <laughs> nah, they say, yo, you better eat that food because you'd be here all day. You mess right. around and pass out because you ain't eating nothing all day. I brought my, <laughs> my girlfriend's son with us last night for the show, and I handed him a piece of hoagie. He's like, what's this? I'm like, eat it. Like, Just be quiet and eat it. Enjoy it. Yeah. It would be nice if you brought me out a hoagie, but okay. You had three pieces of it today while you were here. No, two. Well, two, still. <laughs> You'll have another one before we leave. I bet it will. <laughs> Probably, if there's any left. Yeah, I bet I'll take another one. Okay, Um, I, I like asking this question, and what are you ready? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I think that's disrespectful. Only if he brings it up. So are you bringing it up? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, pet peeves in the business. Pet peeves. Yes. Uh, let's see, a pet peeve of mine. I, I'm I'm pretty easy going. Like I I don't I don't really have any. He any won that baggage. prize. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a family feud. <laughs> Wrong answer. Okay. Wrong answer. I'm sorry. That was my dryer. Edit. <laughs> Oh, I guess the only pet peeve I would have is, gosh, I, I really don't have any. I guess some, so I, if I had to be nitpicky, is this young guys just coming in telling me what they're going to do in the ring. And like, I, I don't like to really pull that, that vet card. But sometimes, like, when they come up, like, yeah, I'm going to do this and we're going to do this and this one. I'm like, nah, hold on, wait. Calm down first because, nah, I'm, I'm not doing all that. You're I the mean, new guy. You got to listen to me. That. Less is more. Yeah. See, see, this yeah, is. Yeah, like, I can, I can do all that. And however, if we do do all that, see, oh, there's, there's my pet peeve. Do not say, yeah, I want to do this and 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 this. And then that, 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 that. And then this and this and this and this. And then you do not have the cardio to do that. That tears my nerves up more than anything, especially like these body guys who come in, they all muscular, like, yeah, brother, we're going to have a good match. They say, we got 15. I'm going to go to whole 15. 
I'm ready. You ready, Vic Man? Dude's like, yeah, I'm ready. Come, I'm chilling. You know, I'm gonna grab me some cookies and milk. I'm gonna sit here and relax. And then when the, when the match is up, you know, we we'll go out there and we have fun. Yeah, man, don't even worry about it, man. I'm over here. I'm gonna do a couple of jumping jacks, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take these uh, uh these bands and I'm gonna do some curls with them. Yeah, I'm gonna get all pumped up and I'm gonna get some some push-ups in, and I'm gonna do some some handstand push-ups. And I'm gonna do a couple pull-ups on on a tree, and I'm gonna run around the block, and I'm gonna smoke a couple cigarettes after that. Why, why, why would you, why would you smoke the cigarette? After why are we doing all, all that, that cardio and then you're gonna smoke? You're... Yeah, yeah. Then now you, now you really can't breathe. And then, don't worry about it, man. I'm good. I do this all the time, brother. Don't worry about it. And then we get in the ring. It's like five minutes in. Part of my friends. Wonder why. Part of my friends, but I would have walked up to the guy when like you're a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah. Exactly. When I heard you say cookie and milk, the first thing came to mind was Bernie Mac saying, "I want some cookies." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. Yo, you know what? I get that all the time. Everybody, anybody that knows me, milk is my is it works several different ways for me depending on the time of the day, and one of it it gives me energy. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Can't tell you why. I don't drink water. I have not drank water in 20 years, but that is my go-to. I drink some milk while I have a match. And then a lot of times the guys have to grab me and say, hey, yeah, slow down. You're going too fast. You can't keep up. And I'm like, no, you just told me in, in the back that you can keep up. You're good. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting you to keep up. I'm like, come on. I'm, I'm ready. You, you you tired already? Like, this is only the third lockup. I mean, we got we got more to do. We got 10 minutes more to go. You better find some air somewhere. Somebody bring some oxygen. We need oxygen around and, and, and ring number two. <laughs> so that, that would be my biggest pet peeve is people coming in ready to do all these crazy stuff and then not have the cardio to finish out three minutes of a match. And right there, you have a rib, a prank you can do with the young kids. Right there, when they say, I want to do this, this, and this, and then you go, I'm going to take off your head. I'm going to like give you a big giant boot to the face hard. I want you to take this and this and just scare the crap out of them and see how fast you- they go change their mind. <laughs> One of the things that I do, and I do it in training. So when I when I'm going, I train guys. Uh, I like to grapple, like shoot yeah. grappling, like you know. And the goal is to get a submission. I don't care how you get it, what kind of submission you get. If you can get it and you can make me tap, congratulations, you made me tap. But I guarantee you, I'm going to make you tap at least six times before you get one on me. And okay. so one of the things that I do is I, I screw up their mind immediately. So I stand in the middle of the ring. I swing to them, you know, this is shoot, grappling. You can take me down however you want. There's no strikes. He's going to try to get a submission. If you find it, you get it, lock it, and make me tap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same. And I don't say, you're not going to hurt me because I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to hurt you because I know how to control myself. Oh, and by the way, don't use your strength because it's not going to help. And then they look at me and they're like, what? I was like, you're stronger than I am. I I completely, like, really believe that, that you are stronger than I am. And I would never compete against that. That's not going to help you here, okay? Don't use your strength because it's not going to help. And a lot of times, <laughs> the guys are standing there and they look at me and they're like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Because I stand there with my hands down and I just stand still in the middle of the ring. And as they're circling around me, I just pivot around. But now, not only am I just standing still conserving energy, they're burning out their energy by moving around. They're burning more energy by attacking me first. And then they all come in and try to use their strength immediately which burns more energy and I'm just sitting there just conserving all mine so by the time they get tired I'm on top and then I made them tap out at least six six times and they're like man can I get some water like, yeah go ahead get some water hey, go ahead. I'll be right here waiting for you <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this right now I will tap in five seconds right now I'm tapping right now for you I don't want anything happening to me I'm not a wrestler I'm just a podcaster you took one bomb and you're like nope I'm done nope I'm done nope nope not touching that nope <laughs>
Yeah, I, I got there last night, and there are four kids that come up from Virginia for DCW. I'm like, all right, let's work out. I'm a rap, and I just start running robes, and like, I'm like, you really gonna do that? I'm like, yep. I'm like, all right, come on. It's like, just because I'm a rap doesn't mean I'm not gonna go work out with the guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I never seen you work out once. Oh. I did before you were there last night. Oh, I'm... you should have let us in. I know, you should have let us in. I got you guys in. Yeah, Sooner. Yeah, yeah. Sooner, yeah. We were sitting in the car playing Pokemon Go. Got to catch them all. Mm-hmm. Yep, always. I, I want to get in the ring and run the ropes. Do you really? Yeah, why not? I don't think you want to. You want to run with me? Yeah, you want to run with me? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go up. We'll go up to um, up where Victor is. I'll run with you. Yeah. And we'll go up to that ring. Yeah. All right. Me and look, and I have CW with me. All right, where, where's the ring at, Victor? In North Carolina. Wilson Mills, North Carolina. Come on. Dude, I will take the five-hour drive just to see you do that. Really? Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> can we bring a... Hey, can we, we get... Can we, it hook it up. Do yeah, a weekend when I'm not working security. Let's go. Yeah. Let's okay. No offense. No offense to you, Brian. You're going to get blown up to shit. Yeah, you oh, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to try it. Just see what Dude, it feels like, you know? You want to take a bump, too? The those ropes are, if you saw the way Harry's back look and the way Brian's back looked from the ring last night... Mm-hmm. That was just from the ropes. Oh, yeah. I see Daniel Bryan, Sheamus running the ropes, and you can see the marks on their back. <laughs> right. I mean, depending on how tight the ropes are, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it took off <laughs> Mick Foley's ear, so. <laughs> that was a different thing. That was they different. They just ran the ropes. Mick Foley's ear got caught. Oh, right, yeah. So, and Vader just messed up running he... back and forth. Vader wasn't there for help him out either. Dude, I ran those ropes last night. My back was hurting. <laughs> I ran ropes a long time ago when I was younger. And that was outside in the gym class. That's a different kind of ropes. Oh, that, oh damn. You know, also, it would help me get back into shape. I could, I could use the cardio. Dude, if you want to start working out, just say it, man. It's no problem. I, I, I have to you, get operated on, then maybe I'll run the ropes. I, I tell you this much, okay? I used to weigh 280 pounds. No way. Yeah. No way. Where are you at now? Wait, 224? Nice. And how long did it take you to go from 280 to 224? I Cardio. Walked. No, no, no. How, how, like six months, two years? About know. six, seven months. Oh, okay. Because I worked in Wildwood. I worked on the boardwalk. I worked the okay. whole entire okay. thing. Okay, let's, let's get back to this interview. That's okay. Really- but if okay. you want to work out, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. But if you want to work out. <laughs> I'm bringing a camera. Oh, boy. I, I want to yeah. record this. If I'm going down that far, I'm going to make one other phone call and bring somebody in from Tennessee as well to work out with him. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I got a 10-minute warm-up that I do before I even do anything else. That it, It's called victimized. Like people just do not survive the entire ten minutes. That, that sounds painful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a continuous cardio workout nonstop for ten minutes. Several different workouts like rope side shuffles, run the ropes, fifty squats in between each um, little segment. Mm. Um, sometimes we do some mountain climbers. We might do uh, up and overs out of the corner, and it's all consistent ten minutes. And we do like um, throwing a heavy bag, the boxing bag over your head, and doing squats with it. And yeah, it's a lot. Go a lot watch. I do just to warm up. Go watch the video of anything on the Monster Factory because Danny Cage does that just to warm yeah. you up. Hey, yeah. When I get shorts, I'm getting my hernia fixed. 
and when that's done, I'll I'll run the ropes for you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say I'm trying to be a wrestler or anything. I just need to get back in shape. <laughs> you know what the one thing you you're not gonna allow be allowed to do if you do that? What's that? You got to cut out your chicken nuggets. Yeah, no more chicken nuggets, Wendy's. You know. I'll still do a workout. I have a I have a full workout that you can start with. We're gonna make. I'm gonna do personal training. All right. There you go. Uh, I'll, I'll How old are you, Ryan? I'll the day 30, we get right. off. Thirty-one in a couple I'm months. I'm thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I'm but, thirty-nine. I'll be forty next month. I'll I mean, be forty. Year. I'll be forty-two in July. See, he's close to our age. Who? Victor? Victor, yeah. yeah. Victor's been around for a while. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's right, move on. We got a little off track there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we're, we're keeping that anyway because I, I want to keep it. And, That's you know, good, it's good stuff. Good I want to keep it because I want to bring it up if you don't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Blackmail. You know, I am good like that. I edit things, so I'm keeping Part, it. Pardon me. Can I say one thing? Before we move on, mm-hmm. you're fucked. <laughs> you know, man. bring it. Because if he works out with you, if Victor works out with you, you're going to be about that small within a week and a half. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Best advice. I'm going to I'm gonna change this up a little bit. Best advice to give in the young kids today. Uh, the best advice is to stay humble. No matter what you do, stay humble. Um, always try to learn from everybody. Make connections. The one of the hardest things that I had to learn was when I went to WrestleMania two years ago when Coffee Kingston went. The title and I was working backstage. I got invited to be an extra working backstage, and um, all the guys that was there, you know, they knew who I was. Um, uh, Joe Coffee knew who I was. Mm-hmm. A lot of referees knew who I was. I've worked matches with Cedric Alexander, so he was like, Yo, man, I'm so happy you're here. Um, many times I've been down there, you know, New Day knew who I was. It was like, Oh man, you know, it's great to see you. Like, Coffee had like a five minute conversation with me before he got ready for his match or whatever. Hold up, I got like, a question. It was just amazing. Go yeah. I got one question. The Kofi said, "Do you, you look like looking like, in the mirror? Are we a mirror?" <laughs> Yo, we, we we legit did the Spider Man thing. You know, oh, the really? man <laughs> we both stood there looking at one another like, "It's you." No, no, it's you. You have my face. No, no. <laughs> I had to ask before oh. we did anything. Okay, you can go back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, I was sitting there and I was excited. Like, for a second, I was like, yo, everybody knows who I am. Like, he knows who I am and he knows who I am and she knows me and da da da. And I was sitting there and as I was saying this, I started to kind of calm down. Like, my excitement started to dwindle because I was like, okay, all these people know who I am, but I'm not signed. Like, nobody, nobody can get me a job. Nobody can help me get a contract. So, it dawned on me that your friends can't be your, your connections, but you can make your connections your friends. So right. make the connections first, become friends, and then they is makes it easier for them to get you in there. Because a lot of times with your friends, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Vic, da, da, da. And being that they know me, they didn't know my abilities, they're like, oh, well, being that I know him and how well he works, he might come in and take a spot. I, I really don't want my spot taken. So mm-hmm. a lot of your friends is not going to, like, get you to that point. I mean, they may say, yeah, I know him or I, I know of him. Or something like that. But if you make the connections first, like Scott Armstrong, I saw him in an airport in Buffalo. Sat and had a conversation with him. Got his email. Made the connection. Started kept keeping in contact with him. Sent him matches. Um, and then like a year, a year later, you know, post COVID and all that stuff. Uh, just past August, actually, I saw him again at NXT. He was excited I was there, and he was like, "Yo, what are you, what are you doing? Like, are you here just for today, or are you here for the loop?" I was like, "No, nah, I'm just here for today." He was like, "Stick around. Don't go home. Stick around. I'm gonna see if I can get you." 
throughout the whole week. And that's what, what made me realize, like, it's just confirmation. Like, you got to make the connections first and then become friends with your connections because that's what helps you get your foot in the door. And, of course, you know, I didn't get a chance to stay because COVID was on the rise again. It was like, yeah, we can't have all the extras throughout the whole week. But being that he was willing to do that made it so much easier, so much better for me. So I was like, yeah. so if the guys are listening, if you can do anything, you know, I, love, I know you like to go to shows and you see like the legends, you want to take pictures. Before you get that picture, get an email. Sometimes they even give you your phone number. I went and spoke to uh, Chavo Guerrero, he gave me his email. I went and spoke to Dan, Darren Young, he gave me his direct phone number. Mm. He was like, yeah, man, call me, text me, whatever. You know, I'll be willing to come out to North Carolina, train with UNCW. I would love that. You know, I think that would be really cool. Uh, I showed him one of my workout videos. He was like, yeah, I, I'm down for that. Um, Jay Lethal gave me his phone number. You know, I got so many people. I got Jeff. Jared's phone about it. I don't even remember how I got it. I never used it, but I have his phone number. It's crazy. So, you know, just make those connections and become friends with those connections and that's how you get your foot in the door a whole lot easier. So, I, I recently got somebody's um number two doing that. Um, Trying to make connection. And I didn't use it because like it was like it's weird because I was like, wait, I'm like a nobody podcaster guy. Okay. Who was it? It was Red Tice. Oh, Red Tice, I thought. Yeah. That's a very cool guy. Yeah, but I didn't Well, that's use like it. Joe Gacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I talked to Joe all the time and it's like congratulations because i don't talk to rent like that i didn't get the connection but mr Olaw gave me his information too and mr Olaw is like ecwa right well that was like when we were talking to swanee the one day at hoh and i walked up to him and i said a friend of mine told me to tell you hi and i mentioned my brother and i mentioned the friend and he's like that's my motherfuckers right there i love both those guys so it's cool to make connections with those guys and just talk to them and you never know where you're gonna go the only thing the only thing's wrong with me, I can't talk to Mike Keener. I don't know he what He won't is. talk to anybody. He never does. No, no, no. I, 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 I see him as a legendary guy, and I, I'm a little bit um, afraid. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Um, but a little like, fanboyish? Yes, because I watched him in ECW and as a referee, and dude's an awesome referee, and he's kid. Um, nope. kid you're, no, you're no, he's not. Kid, no, no, he's kid, not. No, oh, oh, no, 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 he's not. No, okay, I'm editing it no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny. Another thing that, that young guys can take any advice is to have something more to offer than just being a wrestler. Like, you got to come in with something more because everybody's a wrestler now. Everybody. So you got to come in with something more. You got to gotta <clears throat> have something to help you stand out. When I had my first match, well, only match, with Ring of Honor, it was me and my tag partner against uh, when Keith Lee was there. It was Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. I was in the backstage cutting the guy's hair. I had clippers. I was backstage just giving God shape up. Um, uh, Kenny King got a shape up. ACH got a shape up. Um, the Tate Twins, when they were there, the boys, they came and got a shape up. I, I was actually there to cut Steve Carino's hair. He was getting ready for his um, death um, before the sauna match with, uh, uh, name. gosh, I always remember his name until I start talking about it. Was that when he uh, cut all the hair Kevin off? Sullivan, no. He, well, it, Kevin Sullivan was there, too. He was involved in the match. Right. DJ Whitmore. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. And I, I cut Carino's hair for that match. I gave him the designs and everything. I cut Kevin Sullivan's hair. And one mm. of the production guys came up. He was like, man, you back here cutting guys' hair? Like, what are you charging? I was like, oh, I'm just helping the guys out. You know, just giving, I'm not doing a whole haircut. I'm giving a little shape up, so it's not even taking me long. Right. I'm not really charging anybody. So he was like, yo, how much would you charge me to give me a shape up? I was like, for you? A match. And he looked at me. He said, are you serious? I said, yeah, if you can give me a match, I'll give you whatever you want. He went and talked to the guys, came back. He was like, oh, you got a five-minute match? It's a squash, but it's on TV. Bet. 
Nah, TV bro. time is all and matters. I gave, whatever, yeah, I gave him whatever he wanted. Whatever haircut he wanted, I gave it to him. And I went out there and, and made an impression in that little five minutes. Question for the five minutes. Was it um, from entrance to that, entrance? That, or, I know where you're going with that one. I'm just asking that question. Was it from the entrance or was it from the ring? To, um, the bell, bell the bell. Bell the bell. The bell yeah, the bell yeah. question. Bell the bell. Bell the bell? I'm in bell the bell. Okay. So we, we get into an argument with one of the guys that we know very well, and he's always trying to tell us that it's, for storyline-wise. For storylines, that's bell to bell. And I'm like, no, it's as soon as you go out that curtain. It's curtain, bell rings, you do the match, bell rings, you go back. It's mm-hmm. always curtain to curtain. He's like, no, it's bell to bell. I'm like, think what you want. Because we're always talking about storylines and stuff like that. Right. Like, somebody's going to attack somebody mm-hmm. or something's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. And no, like, that right. storyline... Yeah, the storyline yeah, started... We didn't even have interest um, on TV. Like, by the time we came back from commercial, me and my partner was already in the ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. it was five minutes bell to bell. So when they got in the ring, ding ding, five minutes started, and then they, of course, you know, they demolished us. Uh, and then after the match was done, they got involved with uh, War Machine when they were there, and then they had a little few. So <laughs> good tag team, good tag team. So I want to try a play a game with you. Oh God, are you gonna make me do the voice? Yes, I want you to do the voice. Good. So little side story here. Besides rapping, me myself, I'm also a horror type of actor so i do like voiceovers and stuff like that and mm-hmm. we're gonna play a game and he loves when i do the voiceover for the beginning of the game okay yeah i do acting too so we definitely gotta connect and see okay yeah, yeah. um Ooh, i would you ever hear know. you ever hear the bates hotel and haunted hayride up here in pennsylvania yeah i'm one of the actors there awesome yeah <laughs> i'm the only one that made him break yes so I win. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this uh, this game is not wrestling related, so it's going to have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of doom. What the? What are you guys doing? What was that? There you go. Oh. Wow. Can you read the numbers? It's this one. It's always this one. It's this one right here. This one right here. My God. Question number. You need to do it again. Okay, when we do it again. Do it again. Thanks a lot for ruining everything, George. George. Time for you to die now, George. Sorry. What are you doing? That scared me. Did it? No. Okay, good. Okay, go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of so, are question. you an Avengers fan or X Men fan? That was question both. number one. He said both. both. Oh, both. Oh, I, heard, <laughs> I was like, I didn't I hear heard it both. Too. I heard both. Okay. <laughs> Who do you like more? Who do you like more? Uh, let's go with the Avengers. Okay, I, I like them both too. <laughs> Ready to say number two or? Question number two. Okay. Oh, it's a null. Who do you like better? Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers? Oh my God. That's a tough uh, one. That's a very tough one. Uh, if I had to choose Ninja Turtles, only because I'm getting ready to do a project with them. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. I got a buddy of mine who um, does the J1 convention. They they call him the Philly Spider-Man, and he does all the art and stuff like that for it, so it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm getting ready to actually write uh, a script for a movie. It's going to be a fan-made thing. It's going to be totally different from what anybody's going to expect, but it's based on the Ninja Turtles. Let me know if you need a commercial, because we, we do voiceovers, too. Yeah, we can put a, put something on our own podcast. Question number three. 
Favorite Saturday morning cartoon when you were a kid? Uh, Thundercats. Ooh. Ooh. Thundercats are on the move. One of my favorites, yes. That needs to be a fan um, made movie right there. I didn't like when they brought it back as like an anime thing. I didn't like it that much. It was ridiculous. Mm. I hated it. I hated it. Because they brought that back, they brought back Transformers, and they brought back one other one. And it was like anime, and I'm like, no. It was so bad. You could say the Transformers anime. But it was more anime. It was kind of like like an Akira cartoon or My Hero Academia type of stuff. So it was more of the Japanese right. You know, right. style. And then they did the, the Thundercats Roar. That was horrible. Oh, yes. God. My God. All right, stop. Are we going to question number four? <laughs> Favorite Disney character? That was good. Favorite Disney character? Uh, Lion Simba. Ooh, hello, I am Simba. Dude, that's not I, bad. That was not a bad impression. That was good. Dude, I am a big fan of his. I loved him in Sandlot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, we did a lot of the great ones. Coming yeah. to America, Coming to America, one and yeah. two. I wasn't a big fan yeah. of the second one. But I, Sandlot was good. But he's still making money today, no matter what he does, for one little thing. The yellow pages. Exactly. No, no. This is CNN. That was him. That was him? Oh. Yep. Oh, did not know. Wait, wait, wait. Can I change it up a little bit? Can I do a different voice? Okay, you can do it. Can I do a different voice? The last five. Right. I'm a huge Family Guy fan. I learned, I recently learned how to do Herbert's voice from the Family Guy. Oh. I knew it. All right. I knew it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is question number five. Dude, you're out of wrestling now. You're, we're Come on. you now. Answer <laughs> the damn question. You yeah, shake the Come on. Okay, I'm, I'm getting ready. Come on, man. Let's Stop that. No. What superpower would you want? Superpower I would want be teleportation. Ooh, I like that. Me? Healing. I want to be like Wolverine. Yeah. Don't copy But me. I would be, no, I would want to be um like Weapon 11. So I have a um, Jeep uh, Renegade and I named it um, Logan after Wolverine. So there we go. Oh, nice. Because like the Renegades have like these X in the back where their lights are. So I was thinking X-Men. Let's name it Logan. I named my cars all the time. My first car was a um, Jeep Liberty, and I named it Blue because it was blue. Blue Dabadi. And then um, my Jeep Wrang- uh, Wrangler was called Cliff Jump. After Transformers, I'm a Transformer nerd. Oh, I thought you were going with Sylvester Stallone as in the cliffhanger. No, why? <laughs> so let's talk about more your time in the ring. You were part of a Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley storyline where you were one of uh, Bobby Lashley's sisters. You want to explain how that came to be and, and how you like playing that role? <laughs> you just put him on the spot. Was, yeah. It, well, it, ultimately, ultimately, it was an amazing opportunity. I, I had a lot of camera time. I got a chance to play with my fake boobs or whatever <laughs> uh, on, on TV. I mean, well, it was a grand time. That. that segment was so funny. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, whenever you get called down, to do extra work for WWE Raw or SmackDown. You're casted for a character. You're not called because you're a wrestler, okay? You're, you're casted for a character. And I happen to fit the role, of course, because I was black and I had long hair. You so are? It, 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 
Yeah, you know what? It, when I was in the mirror this morning, they were still there. <laughs> really? I get there and they explain to us what we wanted to do. And Sami Zayn was talking to us. He was like, "Listen, uh, this is the times that we're living in. I don't want to offend nobody, so I don't want you guys doing any women voices. Uh, don't do anything extra. Just be out there. You guys want to answer the questions, yes or no, and that'll be it." So it was like, "All right, cool." Thirty minutes before the show got ready to get started, Mr. McMahon decides he wants the whole. Show shebang. I mean, not, not 30, maybe an hour, hour and a half before. He wanted the whole shebang. He wanted us to shave. He wanted makeup. Um, He wanted women voices. They gave us the script, everything. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm an actor. And learning the script last minute, not hard for me. Just catch the key point and go from there. Uh, and Road Dog gave us that same advice. He was like, listen, we don't need you guys to learn every word. Just catch the key point get it over and that's it. Please don't go out there and stumble over your words. Like, we don't want you doing that. So we went out there, we did the segment and if you go back and watch it, every time the camera comes on me, I'm playing with my bra on purpose because I'm like, if I'm going to be out here dressed like a woman, they're gonna, you're going to remember me being on the TV dressed as a woman. So I'm going to play with my bra, play with my breasts every chance I got. And that's all people ever talk about when they talk, when they ask me, it's like, yo, why did you keep playing with your breasts? I said, did you rem you remembered it, right? He's like, yeah. I said, that's why. That's why I did <laughs> Oh, uh, it was it was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, of course, the live crowd hated it. They they thought it was dumb, but I enjoyed it. It was my time to be on TV. I got to beat up Bobby Lashley before he laid me out. It's one of the best bomb busters that they've ever seen on live TV. They talked about it for days. Um, Bobby came and thanked me in the back. Sami Zayn came and thanked me. All the guys thought that he killed me, and I was like, no, I was trained by C.W. Anderson, so. Taking a spawn bus is like eating a piece of pie <laughs> nowadays. So, oh, man, it was it was amazing. It was so much fun. Oh, my son talks about it every now and then. So he's <laughs> he comes to me and says, "Hey, remember you, Jessica Lashley?" I was like, "Yes, son, I remember." That man, we, that's something we don't talk about very often until Bobby Lashley won the title. And then everybody's like, "Oh, I bet uh, Jessica Lashley, Victor Andrews, is very happy about his brother or her brother winning the title." And I was like. As spokesperson for Jessica Lashley, she is very happy for her brother. Yay. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so great. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm happy to see Bobby Lashley winning the world title. It's about time. And yes. yes. He's the first one to hold all of them except for AEW. He held ECW, yep. didn't he? Mm-hmm. But that that doesn't count. That's WWE, ECW. I know, but still, he the only one he has in hell is Universal. Yeah, he will, at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, like you have to put him on that show, make him win it. Right. But uh, like the hurt business so is he, amazing. He would be a, a Grand Slam champion, there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the only one because he had TNA. Didn't he have the Bellator? Did he win the Bellator championship? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. Um. You don't, you don't, I thought you watched that, George. You do your research. A horrible researcher. Was he ever tag champion? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. With who? Um, you don't remember? I'm drawing a blank. I am too. Every, <laughs> like in wrestling now, everything's so pushed together. Like I can remember everything from 
the 90s all the way up and then boom like after that I'm like oh my gosh I can't remember anything <laughs> because well, when, I, can, I remember it all you remember it all going all the way back you didn't remember the this one man no no Nick Burke did yes he did that was a good story <laughs> moving on yes. <laughs> now um I, I like to ask because a lot of people talk to Vince McMahon how is he is he a good person like is it cool to talk to him I have not had the opportunity to talk to him he, oh, okay. he sends messages through the production guys they and he's in his office that's one of the things they're like hey don't bother Vince he's busy and I'm like alright like, I, ain't, I ain't really got no questions for the man anyway what about Road Dog Road really cool Road Dog is an amazing guy. I've met him at Raw. I met him at NXT. Um, quite approachable. Um, every time I go down there, Steve always introduces me to everybody and you know encouraged me to talk to the guys and stuff like that. I really don't like to do it too much because I know they're busy. They're trying to get ready for this. They're talking to these guys about their match. So I just come up and I say hello and then I move on. Uh, sometimes I sit around and I take notes on how they're putting the matches together, the structure, um, you know, the guidelines as far as like which camera, you know, I'm going to do it on camera angle A and camera B and stuff like that. So I kind of just kind of watch and take notes and stuff like that. But, um, and those guys are, are amazing. I remember when I was like down in the dumps, like just didn't know where the next dollar was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I was actually looking for underground fights just to go and You know how they, you see it on TV and you wish it was like real life where you can go to one of these fights and make some money just going and knock somebody out. So plus I had a lot of pent of aggression. So I was like, yeah, I can make a couple thousand dollars beating somebody's face in for a little while. <laughs> plus it's good exercise. <laughs> oh, kind of like doing what uh, Kimbo Slice was doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like so, Homer Simpson on The Simpsons. Oh. So, <laughs> we have a mainstay question here. Uh, do we have a mainstay? Yes. Okay. It's a question that really gets over with the people that we have on. However, over enough. Okay. Um, so the question is table of five. So don't have to be wrestling related. They could be anybody living, passed on. Um, you're the fifth person. You're going to yell at a pit. Four more person, people at your table, dead or alive, who would they be? Sitting at the table, dead or alive, to hold a conversation with? Yes. Yeah, have um, a beer, dinner, have food, have food whatever. Do whatever matter. you want to do. Drink milk, cookies. Yeah. Santa Claus. It's all good. I mean, if I'm doing milk and cookies, I'm going to sit with Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, if, if, if it's going to sound crazy, but if I had to, it would be uh, George Washington. Okay. Uh, Jesus. Oh, and I heard him. It would be um, probably like Hitler. Oh! You got one more. Yeah. One more. Uh, one more. Martin Luther King. Okay, then. Wow, that's probably the most diverse grouping we've ever had. I have a question. Yeah. Why Hitler? Why Hitler? I I want to have an understanding of why. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, so much hatred in this world. And yes. there's never been an explanation of why. Why, why he did what he did. You know, this person did. Yeah, exactly. Like, why, you know, certain people act the way they act. Um, why the hatred? Why? Like, what was so threatening to you that you felt as though that you need to do these things? Or uh, what happened to you in, in your life that you felt like if someone didn't agree with you that they were wrong and you need to be killed or tortured or whatever it was you know so I would sit down and ask him why I would sit down with Martin Luther King and ask him how you know how can we do things to make things better from what he's seen what he's experienced what he thought could help 
you know, things as far as how things are now. You know, dude, people don't really pay attention. They're not really seeing it, but this this country by itself is really getting very segregated. And uh, it's not even so much as race and religion. It's just, it's really like state by state and socioeconomical, you know, stature and stuff like that. Um, and George Washington, I would ask him where. You know, where were you going with everything when you decided, you know, I'm going to be president and, and where was your, your mindset and where was the, the thought process in creating the United States and, um, you know, all those different things. And then I would just sit down with Jesus and ask him, what, what can I do? What haven't I done? What haven't I thought of? Um, you know, and that's the, the biggest thing for me is the what, when, and why, what, when, why, and where, you know, those are the things that need to be figured out so that way because this this is the only planet we have yeah they're, they're traveling to space quote unquote and they're trying to find other planets where we can sustain life however that's not happening tomorrow mm. so if something happens and this world ends tomorrow because nobody knows when it's going to happen then what you know then what you know and, and if a, a Thanos thing happens Marvel thing Marvel reference and a snap happens and half the population which really just happened if you really think about it coronavirus wiped out half of a population finger mm-hmm. snap let that sink in um it's like Thanos. If that happens, right. then, then what? You know, what? what's next? How do we rebuild? How do we um, recreate a population? Do we recreate a population? What's next? You know, so that's my reason in, in choosing those four individuals. Gotcha, gotcha. I got to be honest. That's probably one of the greatest explanations and answers for why picking them. I, I, I just wanted, because this was a different set of things and before like when people just said like Jake the Snake Roberts blah 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 right but like I never asked why like I understand the wrestling but like the Hitler one was just the the one that got me and I'm like why why him you know what I mean it's just four really and, really diverse people in history and the crazy thing like what you were saying dude when 9-11 happened everybody got together and was cooled with each we with each other and um and then when now like 9-11's been going for so long now it's like everybody wants to be hating each other everybody right. wants to everybody wants to fight about everything and i'm tired of it i'm mm-hmm. i am really tired and like and i'm happy i have a platform to say why i'm angry about it and people come up to me at work and go yo i loved your episode and i'm like oh cool thank you um keep on listening thanks i love you yeah and this is this is 20 years in and when 9-11 happened, I was in the military. Mm-hmm. I was in basic training. I was actually in a hospital at the moment. And I happened to look up and see this stuff happening on TV. And I thought, I didn't I didn't know it was real. I thought somebody was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally looked over to the guy next to me and was like, yo, what movie is this? And he said, no, though, this is not a movie. This is happening like for real. And you're right. You know, everybody united at that moment. And I think that's what scared whoever was responsible for it. I'm not going to throw names or nothing like that, but whoever was responsible for it, I think that really kind of scared them in a way because it was like, okay, that didn't work. Yeah. We didn't fear, we didn't put fear in them to make them separate from each other. We put some type of fear on them or some type of uh, fire in them to make them unite with each other. And now we got to figure something else out. This is 20 years in. We yeah. have the coronavirus. But the, nobody the wants thing to... that, you know, everybody's 
separating from each other because now the the 9/11 didn't work. You know, we we didn't we didn't make people get mad at this this one religion or this you know particular set of people. We, we made them get more stronger and they they were protecting each other and things like that. We have coronavirus now. Mm-hmm. Nobody even want even wants to shake hands. Nobody wants to speak to each other in, in public because you don't want to catch the coronavirus. Which it doesn't matter what you do. Trust me, it does not matter what you do. Everybody's going to get it. How it affects you is going to be the difference. Reason I say that, I tested positive for it last month. Craziest thing, my job, I work at a facility for people with traumatic brain injuries. I went we to do work similar jobs. The first week, yeah. And you know, that job is, is changed my changed my whole thinking of how I work in a restaurant. Not so not to interrupt I, you, but I am a direct care provider. I work with feeding tubes and uh, people, adults that, that have problems. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, changed my whole whole mindset of how I work in the ring. I, I had to learn how to put a catheter in a man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to experience that. That's, mm-hmm. that's something. On it. But I was at work the first week, tested negative, no problem. The following week, birthday came around, had my son with me, hanging out, chilling, went to work on Monday, took another test. He contacted me on Tuesday and said, you tested positive. I said, no way. No way I tested positive. I ain't been nowhere but here. I've been home and I've been at work. That's the only two places I've been. So how did I test positive between here and there and you guys are doing everything in your protocol? You guys can retest right. me again. They retested me and not only did I go back to them, I went to another different facility and got tested and that came back positive. I had to sit in my house for two weeks. Mm-hmm. No symptoms, nothing. No sickness, no illness. I just sat here for two weeks under quarantine. My son went and got tested. He got he, he came back negative. His mom and his brother tested, came back negative. Wow. So it doesn't matter what you do, this virus is going to hit you in some kind of way. My son's mother works for the, the state of North Carolina with health and, uh, health and Human Resources. She said they had 46 people come in. Um, you know, they, they were very detailed with everything they do, all the protocols, all the safety measures, all the precautions that they need to do when people coming in for their orientation. They were doing a new hire. 46 people, full, like like the, the smallest hay pen stuff, you know, like the, like they really went to the down deeps of what they can do to be you know, precautionary. All four to six people came out positive. It's so it's it's it, it's a fear thing now. Nobody wants to do anything because you're going to catch the coronavirus. I don't want to get catch the coronavirus. So this is this is what separating us so much. And then you know, other fans going in the news and the media. I I hate this. It's so negative. I wish like one day they would come up and say, "Yo, it was a great day last night. No no deaths, no no robberies, no car accidents. Everything was a, a utopia. Just for one day. Just give us a utopia for one day. And let's see how people act at the day after. Yeah, that would be amazing. My brother's born with spina bifida. So, yeah, I learned how to do catheters because I'm the older brother. So I did all that stuff for him, putting a, um, no, not a tube. Catheter? But, no, like the repository repository up his butt and i did all that stuff you know i mean i i did all that stuff to help my parents out when they needed Mm. so like my brother taught me something in life never judge anybody what they look like because everybody's different difference good you could be a nerd you can be a geek you can be a um a sports guy you can be am i quoting breathless club i feel like i am nerd (laughs) geek I had to stop. I'm like, but like, seems like it. Everybody's Stop. different. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean, like, we have different religions. We have this and that. You know what I mean? We people believe in religion. Some people don't believe. Some people are Democrats. Some people are Republicans. Um, independent. We shouldn't fight with each other. We might have different views, but we should be who be human beings. Care about the other. We person. should all be able to get along with always, everybody. Always. 
So like, my bro- like Rodney King said back in 1992, can so, we all just get along? So my brother taught me how to respect people. My dad taught me, what's that? Go ahead, go ahead, I'm listening. Oh, and my dad taught me how to respect women. Person, you know what I mean? Human being, caring about others, because that's what I do. I care about others, and, and that's why. I- right, and, and, and that's what professional wrestling is. Yeah. You know, when, when you asked me earlier about, you know, the background check, yes, let's mm-hmm. start doing background checks, because professional wrestling is, like if I had to personify professional wrestling, it would be Michael Jackson. Yeah. Reason being because that man solely went around the world unifying different religions, different creeds, different races, everything. Like everything he did, you you went to a concert, it was everybody. He went to countries that we we was not even supposed to be in. He was in Saudi Arabia, he was in Afghanistan, he was in Iraq, he was out there having concerts. It was moments where they just stopped wars just to see this man sing. Yeah. Just to go to a concert. So that's what professional wrestling does. We mm. have people that that made you like I've been places I've never heard of and if I walk into a Walmart or a bar they would probably call me every name in the book but if they go to a wrestling show they either enjoy me and like me or they boo me either way they're not going to disrespect me and and that same thing goes with anybody else that's in in the uh, audience you know you got women you got black people white people yellow green purple whatever everybody's in there enjoying themselves forgetting about the fact that I don't like that color or I don't like that race or whatever. They're in there high-fiving each other saying, yeah, yeah, get him, you know, body slam him and hit him in the nose again, you know, all these different things. And that's what professional wrestling does. It unifies the world to just be people. And we, we need to make sure that we we keep wrestling wholesome because the only way we're going to be able to just bring this world back together is to have something that does that. I love the fact that when the WWE went over to Saudi Arabia and, and did that show because they had women in the audience and they had women wrestlers on the stage and that's not something that was heard of in the, the, the country. You know, the history of Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah. they don't do that. Oh. And there was women out there interaction with, with other men and things like that and just enjoying themselves. So let's make wrestling wholesome. Let's make this thing that that it should be and it has always been is that the unification of people. Let's let's do that. Let's make wrestling great again. Yes. 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 Let's make wrestling safe again. <laughs> safe. Yes. Yes. Safe. yes. Even better. Safe. Let's make wrestling safe again. So for being called the 2300 Wrestling, we are named after the ECW Arena. My favorite place on earth <laughs> and, and Stay's favorite place on earth. I've been it's, in that it's, it's, our, it's our church. So can you give us a arena story? Um, from the 2300? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I, I told you about earlier with the... Oh, that's ball. all you got? Yeah, he told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, that was in the arena. Hammer said, like, when he was driving there for the first time, he goes, is this it? It looks like crap. You know what? When I <laughs> when I pulled up, I, I was like, you know, with, with professional wrestling, you go to some of the wildest places. I grew up in Brooklyn, yeah. So a lot of places I go to, I'm just amazed. I don't I don't really too much care about how it looks. Like my my wrestling ring is inside of a large barn, so everything beyond that is amazing. So when I pulled up, I was like, oh okay, cool. This is a twenty three hundred arena. All right. And then when I went like when I went to the bathroom, you got the ECW mirror on mm-hmm. the wall, and I was like, oh, wow. And I took a picture in front of it and everything. So I was just amazed just to being a part of, of history. Yeah. You know, not just wrestling history, but just history of that city. And, you know, of a bunch of different things. And, you know, like I said, growing up from Brooklyn and the, and the projects of Brownsville, like I go places I ain't even heard of. 
yeah. with wrestling. I, I don't think I ever would have done it if it wasn't for us. So I'm, I'm always, you know, blessed and pleased to go wherever and, and just amazed by the things that I get to see. It's okay. it's funny because I've refed in the little VFW halls where the roof is so low that you can even do a high spot in front of 14 people to the Northeast Armory up there hanging out in front of 14,000 people. And mm-hmm. it's always the same thing with the fans. It always unifies they always go out and have fun and everything else, and that's what we need in this world. Just go out and have fun. If you come up to Delaware, Philly area and stuff like that, tell us. We'll go out to eat, have some fun, have some milk and cookies. We're all cool. <laughs> I, I would be honored to do that with you guys. That's awesome. Um, you want to you wanna ask the last question? You can ask it. Geek out moment. <laughs> I had a... Okay. Uh, WrestleMania, uh, two years ago, Coffee mm-hmm. Kingston went in the title. I'm sitting in catering, <laughs> and I, I'm... I'm a big fan of The Undertaker. Like, I've emulated a lot of his movesets, the dive that he does. I've, I've, that was one of my favorite things. That was one of the first things I wanted to learn in training, was do the dive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sitting in catering, and like I said before, I don't eat everything. I'm really particular about what I eat. So I had me a ham and cheese sandwich mm-hmm. and a bag of Doritos and a can of Pepsi. And I'm sitting there, and I'm enjoying myself, eating my sandwich. And, you know, a couple of people will see me, and it's, Say hi. Uh, I just wrestled Billy Gunn like a couple of days before. So he saw me. He was like, oh, you following me? You know, just have a little joke, whatever. <laughs> and uh, Undertaker walked into the, the catering area. And he had on some jeans, a T-shirt, hair, and a ponytail. And all I saw was the mystical, the mystique Undertaker. I saw smoke. I saw the lights cut off. I saw the long trench coat. That, like, that's all I saw. This man had on regular clothes, but all I saw was what I saw on TV. And he's walking in, and he's making his food, and I'm, like, excited. I was like, yo, I hope he's sitting next to me. I hope he's sitting next to me. I hope he's sitting next to me, because I, I, I just want to say hello to him. I, that's all I want to do. I don't want to do nothing else but just say hello to him, and, and I hope he's sitting next to me. And he kept getting closer and closer, and I looked down at my plate and realized I had a child's lunch sitting in my plate of a ham sandwich, a bag of Doritos, and a Pepsi. And I immediately thought, I hope this man don't sit next to me while I'm sitting here eating this child's lunch right here in front of all these grown men with all that food sitting up there and I'm eating a daggone ham and cheese sandwich. And what does he do? Sit right next to you. Right next to me. <laughs> Directly next to me. And I looked over at him. He looked over at me. He glanced at my plate and I said, hello, uh, Mr. Undertaker, how are you doing? He said, Oh, it's, it's Mark. But nice to meet you. And I said, like, yeah, nice to meet you. And uh, he turned around and started eating. And I didn't say anything else. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to hurry up and eat my sandwich because this looks weird for me to be sitting next to this man eating a ham and cheese sandwich. And before I can even get done, Kane comes and sits next to him. And then Big Show sits on the other <laughs> side. And I'm sitting with all these men at the same table. And I'm looking at them. And they look, they glanced at me. And, of course, I spoke. But at the same time, like, you know, I look like a little junior high school kid eating this ham and cheese sandwich while these men are eating these big behind plates full of, you know, ziti and, and sausages and <laughs> rice and everything else. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I think I'm done eating. And and I didn't, then I didn't want to leave without finishing my food because then it would look like I was just being wasteful. So I heard him ate the sandwich. I finished the chips and then, then I walked out and I was like, yeah, that was, uh, that was awkward. <laughs> I, I, I had an awkward moment with, um, it was the Young Bucks and Davy Richards. They walked into the yes. diner and sitting there I'm wearing I shaved my head because I, I my mom had cancer. She passed away back in ninety seven. So I shaved my head. I keep on doing it for the memory of her and all that stuff. That's why I go by Richards, that's her maiden name. So um 
So I'm sitting here with a bald head. Richards has a bald head. I'm wearing his um, um American Wolf shirt. And I'm like, I feel awkward because I'm like, oh, okay. I feel embarrassed because I'm wearing it. I'm looking like the dude in a way with a bald head. And, and I'm like, you guys have a good dinner. Bye. And I just walked out fast and got in, got in the car and drove home. <laughs> but yeah, we, we get the moment. You know what I mean, and um, like I talked about my friend Brian Sosa, he sat down with um, Mike Tobin from the Chuck Madness and ECWA. And um, they got up because they didn't have forks. So they got up and they ran over, got the folk with the forks. They were working on the prime time episode with George Bush, if you remember that one. Mm hmm. Okay. The pig George Bush, right? Yes. They okay. were doing the Secret Service kit. And um, so they walked over to get um their forks and knives and stuff like that. Come back. Sitting at the table was Triple H. And they sat down, sat back where they were sitting. And they, they see people like looking at them, like staring down. You're with the boss. You know what I mean? Brr. Stuff like that. And um, the only thing they talked about was um, Triple H wanted to know more about um, Brian Sosa's um, radio stuff. And that was the coolest story he ever told me. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, real fast, before we do, I got a, I got a quick game for you guys. Oh, you got a game for it. I like games. Yeah? I, I'm down All with right. this. Let's go. All right. You guys, you guys heard of um, Marry, Love, Kill, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So we're going we're gonna to flip it and say... Fight, shoot, run, okay? Okay. Okay. Well, wait. Do me a favor because the other two guys are over here looking at me weird. Explain what you mean. Okay. Well, you said run, shoot, and what? Run, shoot, and fight. fight. So okay. I'm going to give you three three wrestlers. Okay. And you have to choose between the three wrestlers who okay. you will fight, who you will shoot, and who you will run from. All right. Are we talking like shoot I, wrestling or are we talking? I have a question because I like, like, like to shoot with a gun. <laughs> Like with a gun or yeah, just? Yeah, no, no, shoot with a gun. Okay. Yeah, shoot with a gun. Like if you, you was in I thought you were talking like a shoot fight. You bumped into this person and you stepped on they, they fresh new Nikes or they Timberlands and, and they was like, yo, what's your problem? And they got to blows. Who would you fight? Who would you shoot? And who would you run from? All right. I got yeah. a question. Is it cool if we yeah. steal this? Because yeah. I love this yeah. idea. <laughs> okay. But I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. When I do this, I'm going to change the shoot, not shooting somebody, but shoot, fight. Like shoot wrestling. And then like fight will be something different. You okay. know what I mean? But I, I love this idea. So thank you very much for this idea. So, okay. What's your third? Who are the three people? Who's the three people? All right. The three people. Ray Wyatt. Okay. Braun Strowman. Okay. And Brock Lesnar. Okay. So... Oh, okay, um, Bray Wyatt, I will <laughs> fight. Um, I'd run from Braun, I'd shoot Brock, and I'd fight Bray because I'm a huge fan of his father. I had to go. I'm going to run from Brock, and I'm going to run from Brock. Okay. Because he had the UFC title, and... I would shoot Brock so but, then he wouldn't be able to catch me but, when I run. Wait, 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 wait. Not, not Braun, Braun, I can shoot because he's going to be shitting somewhere. But because, if I ran from him, he's too big. He doesn't run that fast. Dude, Braun's going to be like, because if you remember hearing stories about, he has like an app of where he takes shits at. So at some point, he's going to take a shit so I can shoot him easily. <laughs> That's true. What an app. That is true. Do you like yeah, that? Oh, my God. That's the shits. That is the shits. <laughs> I had to tell the shits. To, no, I have a friend. Uh, his name is Franco Varga. If you guys get a chance, you know. Yeah, I know Franco. Franco, yo, he has he has this thing where he wherever he goes to stops at a gas station, he posts a picture where if he he went and took a crap in the gas station. He was like. It was me, baby. Like, it's hilarious. Like, every time I was around, like, Franco. You, Is that you the really guy that we were supposed to do in there? And then does he rate it? Like Franco he did the, uh, <laughs> the pay-per-view. Yeah. The one show. 
we we were supposed to get Franco on, and um, he had something on that day, so we need to reschedule that. Yeah, he had a, like a pay per view or something. But I will ask him that question too. That's on my list now. Oh, I want to ask that question. <laughs> I heard a story. You take pictures. I like shit stories. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, wait. I I. I asked that question before, and um, always ask the wrestlers, "Do you have a shit story?" And, and you know who told us to always keep that in there? God rest his soul, Shad Gaspar. Oh yes, he did. Shad, yeah. we, we were talking to Shad at one of the conventions, and, and we were, it came up, and Shad's like, "Fuck that, leave it in there. Don't ever leave it out. Do that question." Dave, Dave Dahl told me, um, "Oh, don't do that question. That's a horrible question. Don't use that. That's nobody wants to talk about that." And then like we were at I we were at Icons, Chad and um JTG was like there and we were talking and Chad. He was he's like he told us a shit story. Him, Matt Morgan were all in the ring farting up the storm. And it smelled like hell. And it was a funny story. And I wish I had got them on and do an interview, but we never crossed that path. It's not that he passed away. I shared a room with Carino and he does not like for anybody to go to the bathroom in the room. He has to go to the, the bathroom in the hotel lobby. He's very you old cannot school. take a crap. Oh you cannot God. take a crap in the room. And I actually had a guy crap his pants after taking my spine buster. Like, <laughs> I did not know it Was happened. it Brian Pillman? Brian, no. Pil- <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. up in um, Magic. Pro Wrestling Magic. He um, got chopped mm-hmm. by Dan Math. And you heard the chop, and his pants went boom. You see this black on his tights, and then he had to come back out and do the Royal Rumble, and fans started chanting, where's your tights? Where's your tights? And it wasn't me, because I wanted to see Brian Pillman wrestle, but <laughs> because I wanted wow. to see how he is, because since, um, since um, yeah. yeah, it's a funny story, and I, 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 totally, I totally enjoyed it. Do they serve beer in hell? Yes, I hope yes. they serve beer in hell. I hope they, well, yeah, I hope they serve beer in hell. There's a scene in a great in the, movie. There's a scene in the movie. It's a Everything goes show. to a movie with him, I told you. Yes, yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie that they put stuff in his drink, and he had to take a shit, so he's running down the lobby. And he shit it all over the floor. And there's a scene of the lady getting coming out to clean it. Hands in the mop. And he had to clean it up. So that was my shit story. And where are you going? And I hope you enjoyed the show. Did you really enjoy us? Because I, I most certainly did. I really <laughs> did enjoy the show. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. I want to thank you guys for being a voice for all of us independent wrestlers who cannot reach some fans that we would love to reach. Um, you guys have an audience that probably never heard of me. So thank you guys. You guys or a blessing. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. You you're welcome. Yes, we appreciate it. When we started to do this show, everybody's like, oh, who are you getting on? You're getting on like WWE guys? I'm like, no, I don't want WWE guys. I don't want AEW guys. I want independent guys. I want guys that people really don't know so they can get to know who they are on our show. It's it's a plus if we do get WWE guys right. or AEW guys. I mean, we've had ECW guys on. ECW guys, like, it's a plus to help us out, you know what I mean? To get us out there. Right. But I want to help everybody out. I care about everybody. I want everybody to seed, concede, and well, everything. And I'm happy everybody's around. So you guys helped me because, like, being depressed back in the day, wrestling helped me. And I enjoyed it and I loved it. And movies, and it, wrestling, get me out of, like, thinking of death and all that stuff. The greatest sight for me is to see the guys, like, Val Pazzarano, um, and other guys who are intellectually disabled and stuff like that, and come to the wrestling shows. Like, there's one boy who has Down syndrome who comes to all the shows up north and just has a great time and dance and everything else. So for me, it's really good to see these 
kids, adults, whatever age they are, it doesn't matter. But if they go and they have a great time yeah. and it gets the outlet, that's all that matters to me. Randy Hogan, uh, the fake Hogan. The fake Hogan. Uh, the fake Hogan. <laughs> we had him on last week and he wrote back to me. He's like, you guys are different. And I'm like, thank you. I love that word because I want to be different than other podcasts. Well, hopefully different in a good way. That, that's yeah. what it meant. Different. Yeah, definitely good. Definitely in a good way. Yeah. Right. Because we want, we want to talk about what's going on and, and we want to talk about you. We want to talk about what's going on in wrestling. We want to talk about everything. We want to talk about your career. We want, because we want to keep bringing you back on. We want to bring you back on again at some point. And I mean, like we've had what Frankie Picard on 15 times already. Oh yeah. I love Frankie. Frankie's my boy. He's the, he's the first person to give me a shot do an interview and anything he needs I'm there for him and like I said family right I believe in family and so I'm going to end this part and I'm D.B. Richards I'm Dave Keener and we've been oh what about him oh, oh, I, I forgot I forgot we had a third one he's new I forgot dude how'd you do that I don't know say hi to Brian you're going to say bye hi you're going to say I'm Brian Bennett and I'm Brian Bennett and this is the 2300. We had Victor Andrews on the show. And we are the 2300 and, Wrestling. And we'll see you in, in the, the ring. ring. Oh, Thank yo. you, Victor. This is Mr. Everything. Victor Andrews and you guys are listening to the 2300 Podcast. Be there or be square.